And a very good Monday morning to Marlins Nation. Thanks for winding with us, Steven Strom here. Marlins take care of the Milwaukee Brewers 6-1. to one. They win 2 out of 3. They take the series against the Brew Crew. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. The Miami Marlins have clinched a 500 season or better. They have not accomplished that in a non-shortened season since 2009 under former manager Freddy Gonzalez. This afternoon in a rubber match against the Milwaukee Brewers, it was all Miami. And the Marlins take this one today by a final score of 6-1. to one. The Marlins now 46-35 and 35 at home this season as they wrap up their 81st game at home here in 2023. Welcome to the 10th inning show with Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff and Nelly. What a season it's been for the Marlins. What a terrific season at home it's been. And this season is far from over. The Miami Marlins are 81 and 75 this season. They've got six games left to play. Really nice showing, a very clean showing by the ball club this afternoon. Yeah, you know, especially if you look at the last five games where it was not a great baseball. You know, base running mistakes. You had some, you weren't backing up bases. You weren't getting over covering first. You were making some errors in the field. Uh, but this game was very clean. It all started with Edward Cabrera. You had the two big home runs by John Birdie. And you just keep continuing to keep yourself in that wild card conversation. You're a game out. You know, you look at the score. As Chicago's leading 4-3 to three in the bottom of the eighth. The Diamondbacks are going to wind up winning the, the, this game today against the Yankees. They're up 6 to nothing. Uh, so you do, that's all you have to do. You take care of your business, and yes, it's a happy flight up to New York. You look at the scoreboard and say, hey, but you know what? We got six to play, and we got to roll the dice. Cincinnati also won, but they only have five left. Yeah, They're two out with five games left. They have Monday and Thursday off, right. and their time might have come up short, but the Marlins keep doing it, and they're going to have to do it against – they're going to have to win both series. Correct. I agree with you. And that would be four wins, and I think yeah. we've said all along. We've maintained 85 feels good. 86 to me is a short fire um, but I think if they do go four and two over these next six games I do think they get into the dance let me ask you about Edward Cabrera a 189 ERA now in 19 innings since returning to the big leagues your impressions of his start and what you've seen from him since he's returned well the him establishing his fastball early is a real huge key I, I think and I think with all of them but especially with Cabrera once he starts going to a secondary stuff right away even though it's good he just doesn't get a feel for it like he does when he's throwing his fastball early and he does he did that the last two starts and he's pitched brilliantly he's cut down the walks you know got in a little trouble in the sixth inning Matt Moore came in did a terrific job getting him out of his jam and I think that's what he's going to be you know he's going to get another start here next week on the road and he, if he gives the Marlins five solid and then just going to have to go to that bullpen, I know the bullpen has just been crushed in the month of September and, and you kind of didn't want to see that but at the same time, you really don't have any starter that's going to get you deep into the game. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, it was nice to see Edward Cabrera today, followed by Matt Moore. Dave, Matt Moore is a candidate, by the way. He could start down the stretch if they need him. To yeah, he could. Three, you know? Yeah, he could. I mean, he's been so good out of the bullpen. Last, what was it, 22? His last year, last year was the first time a full-time bullpen guy put together a really good year, and maybe he's just more comfortable in that. So maybe the Marlins might shy away from him starting. Maybe he comes in a little bit after and gives him a couple innings. Uh, but you're going to need a good start by 
by Braxton Garrett. Uh, you know, maybe Cueto gets that start on Wednesday. Uh, but you're just going to have to take it game by game, and, and you're going to have to win at least, like you said, and I agree with you, you're going to have to win the series. You're going to have to win, I think, four games because you really can't you really can't bank on the Cubs losing right. because of who they're playing. And Milwaukee, but you're right. right. But you can't bank on that, and you also can't bank on the Diamondbacks losing as well. Yeah, and here's the thing. The Marlins do not control their destiny sitting out of the playoff picture, but as Josh Bell just alluded to, literally nothing matters if we don't win. There's no point in scoreboard watching if we don't win. Let me ask you about the offense today. Solaire and Bell go six for nine out of the leadoff spot. Jake Berger with a couple of hits. Jazz with a couple of hits. John Birdie, a couple of hits. A couple of homers. Second time in his career he's gone deep twice in a ball game. It did, again, it just kind of felt like that old ball club we saw for such a long time. Just kind of doing everything right today, although they did have the bases loaded twice and come up empty with nobody out. But just a nice, solid overall performance by the offense today. Yeah, I think you, I think you look back on this game, and, and again, it's offensively a Mitch mixed bag. I mean, you look at the first inning, you had the sixth inning, and you could all even go the eighth inning when they had first and third, nobody out. The next thing you know, they, they get out of that. So, it's uh, sometimes frustrating offensively when you leave a lot of opportunities on, and then you go back and you say, hey, you know what, there were some good things with Bell home run. He had a few hits. Uh, he was on base four times like you mentioned. And, you know, Jazz with the two big doubles, that was good to see. And then Birdie coming up big, playing shortstop, getting the start. And then you just hope that Berger, the the half game that he played, having a day off tomorrow, that he's going to be healthy going into Tuesday. And also, you know, the question mark with Luis Arise. You know, one of the he's the best hitter in the National League, and you definitely don't want to be on a road trip road trip without him too long. Uh, Nelly, I know this is the last time we're working together this season. Hey, thanks, dude. It's been uh, awesome. So, um, it's it's really... such a pleasure. I think you guys have done a tremendous job. Thank I you. mean, you've really, uh, you, you know, you, you have such a great voice and such a passion for this game, and it's nice to see. Yeah, I appreciate it. But uh, we'll be in touch and uh, enjoy your final few games on Bally, and uh, we'll be in touch. Man. We'll All see right, you soon. Kyle, have a good trip up to New York. All right, that's Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Let's take a listen to the highlights from this contest this afternoon. A 6-1 to Miami victory over Milwaukee as Edward Cabrera beats Freddie Peralta this afternoon. There was no score after an inning and a half, and the Marlins got the party started in the bottom of the second. There was nobody on base. There was one out, and John Birdie was at the plate. 1-1 pitch. John Birdie with a swing and a drive. That's it high and deep. Center field. Going back. Did he do it? Did he do it? Yes! John Birdie with a big fly. It's 1-0 Miami here in the second. Marlins took a 1-0 lead. They did have the bases loaded. Nobody out in the bottom of the first inning. They came up empty, but they got a run in the second, and they carried a 1-0 lead into the bottom of the third against Freddie Peralta. Leading off the third inning for Miami was Josh Bell. Josh Bell singled in the first. The first pitch he sees from Freddie Peralta set high and deep to left field. Mark Canna's going back. Is he going to run out of rope? Oh, baby, yes, he did! A homer for Bell! Wow! Josh Bell, 2-0 Miami! After the Bell homer, Jake Berger singled, Jazz Chisholm Jr. doubled, and Miami had runners at second and third with nobody out in the third, leading 2-0, and Jazz Chisholm Jr. at second, De La Cruz at the plate. Here's a swing and a ball lifted in the air, shallow center field. That's going to get down for a base hit. Berger will score. Here comes Jazz, a two-run single for Brian De La Cruz. It's 4-0 Miami. That would be plenty for the Marlins this afternoon. It was 4-0 going to the top of the fifth. 
Bryce Terang collected a leadoff single leading off the fifth. He stole second, and Tyrone Taylor came to the plate for Milwaukee. You have a little bit better time for the infield hit. 1-1 pitch, single into center field, and the base hit. That's going to score Terang. It's 4-1 now, Miami here in the fifth inning. An RBI single for Tyrone Taylor. Now the good news for Edward Cabrera, he settled right down. He then induced a double play ball that went 6-3 to three off the bat of Christian Yelich. And then William Contreras flew out to center field, and that ended any threat for Milwaukee in the fifth. In the sixth inning, with Julio Tehran on the mound for Milwaukee, the Marlins had Jazz Chisholm Jr. at second base with two outs, and John Birdie was at the plate. Here's the 3-2 pitch to Birdie, and he swings and he hits it high and deep right center field. This one's hit with the 40. Going back, Freelick. Marlins had a 6-1 lead, and that's how this one would finish this afternoon. Edward Cabrera went 5-plus. Matt Moore worked a scoreless 6th. David Robertson worked a scoreless 7th. Andrew Nardi worked around a couple of singles in the 8th. And then in the ninth, with nobody on base and two outs, Tanner Scott had punched out the first two he faced, and he was trying to end the home schedule here in 2023 by striking out the Brewers' leadoff man, the former Marlin, Christian Yelich. Miami with six runs on 17 hits. About to wrap up a 6-3 and three closing homestand. Here's the 1-2 pitch to Yelich. It's swung on and missed strike three. The Thank you, Uncle D, for teaching me to love Thanks for listening to Miami Marlins Baseball, brought to you in part by AutoNation, the official automotive retailer of the Miami Marlins, and Valley Sports Florida, the heart of the fan and the home of the Marlins. With the 10th inning show, here's Kyle Seeloff. The Miami Marlins have clinched a 500 season or better. They have not accomplished that in a non-shortened season since 2009. Under former manager Freddie Gonzalez, this afternoon in a rubber match against the Milwaukee Brewers, it was all Miami. And the Marlins take this one today by a final score of 6-1. to one. The Marlins now 46-35 and 35 at home this season as they wrap up their 81st game at home here in 2023. Welcome to the 10th Inning Show with Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff and Nelly. What a season it's been for the Marlins. What a terrific season at home it's been. And this season is far from over. The Miami Marlins are 81-75 and 75 this season. They've got six games left to play. Really nice showing, a very clean showing by the ball club this afternoon. Yeah, you know, especially if you look at the last five games where it was not a great baseball. You know, base running mistakes. You had some, you weren't backing up bases. You weren't getting over covering first. You were making some errors in the field. Uh, but this game was very clean. It all started with Edward Cabrera. You had the two big home runs by John Birdie. And you just keep continuing to keep yourself in that wild card conversation. You're a game out. You know, you look at the score. As Chicago's leading 4-3 to three in the bottom of the eighth. The Diamondbacks are going to wind up winning the, the, this game today against the Yankees. They're up 6 to nothing. Uh, so you, that's all you have to do. You take care of your business, and yes, it's a happy flight up to New York. You look at the scoreboard and say, hey, but you know what? We got six to play, and we got to roll the dice. Cincinnati also won, but they only have five left. 
Yeah. They're two out with five games left. They have Monday and Thursday off. Right. And their time might have come up short, but the Marlins keep doing it. And they're going to have to do it against – they're going to have to win both series. Correct. I agree with you. And that would be four wins. And I think yeah. we've said all along, we've maintained 85 feels good. 86 to me is a surefire. Um, but I think if they do go four and two over these next six games, I do think they get into the dance. Let me ask you about Edward Cabrera. A 189 ERA now in 19 innings since returning to the big leagues. Your impressions of his start and what you've seen from him since he's returned. Well, the, him establishing his fastball early is a real huge key, I, I think. And I think with all of them, but especially with Cabrera, once he starts going to a secondary stuff right away, even though it's good, he just doesn't get a feel for it like he does when he's throwing his fastball early. And he does. He did that the last two starts. And he's pitched brilliantly. He's cut down the walks. You know, got in a little trouble in the sixth inning. Matt Moore came in, did a terrific job getting him out of his jam. And I think that's what he's going to be. You know, he's going to get another start here next week on the road. And he, if he gives the Marlins five solid and then just going to have to go to that bullpen, I know the bullpen has just been crushed in the month of September, and, and you kind of didn't want to see that. But at the same time, you really don't have any starter that's going to get you deep into the game. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, it was nice to see Edward Cabrera today, followed by Matt Moore. Dave, Matt Moore is a candidate, by the way. He could start down the stretch if they need him. To yeah, he could. Three, you know? Yeah, he could. I mean, he's been so good out of the bullpen. Last, what was it, 22? His last year, last year was the first time a full-time bullpen guy put together a really good year, and maybe he's just more comfortable in that. So maybe the Marlins might shy away from him starting. Maybe he comes in a little bit after and gives him a couple innings. Uh, but you're going to need a good start by Braxton Garrett, uh, you know, maybe Cueto gets that start on Wednesday. Uh, but you're just going to have to take it game by game, and, and you're going to have to win at least, like you said, and I agree with you, you're going to have to win the series. You're going to have to win, I think, four games because you really can't you really can't bank on the Cubs losing right. because of who playing they're playing. And Milwaukee, but you're right. right. But you can't bank on that, and you also can't bank on the Diamondbacks losing as well. Yeah, and here's the thing. The Marlins do not control their destiny sitting out of the playoff picture, but as Josh Bell just alluded to, literally nothing matters if we don't win. There's no point in scoreboard watching if we don't win. Let me ask you about the offense today. Soler and Bell go six for nine out of the leadoff spot. Jake Berger with a couple of hits. Jazz with a couple of hits. John Birdie, a couple of hits. A couple of homers. Second time in his career he's gone deep twice in a ball game. It did, again, it just kind of felt like that old ball club we saw for such a long time. Just kind of doing everything right today, although they did have the bases loaded twice and come up empty with nobody out. But just a nice, solid overall performance by the offense today. Yeah, I think you, I think you look back on this game, and, and again, it's offensively a mixed bag. I mean, you look at the first inning, you had the sixth inning, and you can all, even go the eighth inning when they had first and third, nobody out. The next thing you know, they, they get out of that. So, it's uh, sometimes frustrating offensively when you leave a lot of opportunities on, and then you go back and you say, hey, you know what, there were some good things with Bell home run. He had a few hits. Uh, he was on base four times like you mentioned. And, you know, Jazz with the two big doubles, that was good to see. And then Birdie coming up big, playing shortstop, getting the start. And then you just hope that Berger, the, the half game that he played, having a day off tomorrow, that he's going to be healthy going into Tuesday. And also, yeah. you know, the question mark with Luis Arise. You know, one of the, he's the best hitter in the National League, and you definitely don't want to be on a road trip, road trip without him too long. Uh, Nelly, I know this is the last time we're working together this season. Um, 
Hey, thanks, dude. It's been uh, awesome. It's, I'm, it's, it's really... such a pleasure. I think you guys have done a tremendous job. Thank I you. mean, you've really, uh, you, you know, you, you have such a great voice and such a passion for this game, and it's nice to see. Yeah, I appreciate it. But uh, we'll be in touch and uh, enjoy your final few games on Bally, and uh, we'll be in touch, man. We'll All see right, you soon. Kyle, have a good trip up to New York. All right, that's Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Let's take a listen to the highlights from this contest this afternoon. A 6-1 to Miami victory over Milwaukee as Edward Cabrera beats Freddie Peralta this afternoon. There was no score after an inning and a half, and the Marlins got the party started in the bottom of the second. There was nobody on base. There was one out, and John Birdie was at the plate. 1-1 one, one pitch. John Birdie with a swing and a drive. That's it high and deep. Center field. Going back. Did he do it? Did he do it? Yes! John Birdie with a big fly. It's 1-0 Miami here in the second. Marlins took a 1-0 lead. They did have the bases loaded. Nobody out in the bottom of the first inning. They came up empty, but they got a run in the second, and they carried a 1-0 lead into the bottom of the third against Freddie Peralta. Leading off the third inning for Miami was Josh Bell. Josh Bell singled in the first. The first pitch he sees from Freddie Peralta said high and deep to left field. Mark Canna's going back. Is he going to run out of room? Oh, baby, yes, he did! A homer for Bell! Wow! Josh Bell, 2-0 Miami! After the Bell homer, Jake Berger singled. Jazz Chisholm Jr. doubled. And Miami had runners at second and third with nobody out in the third, leading 2-0. And Jazz Chisholm Jr. at second. De La Cruz at the plate. Here's a swing and a ball lifted in the air. Shallow center field. That's going to get down for a base hit. Berger will score. Here comes Jazz. A two-run single for Brian De La Cruz. It's 4-0 Miami. That would be plenty for the Marlins this afternoon. It was 4-0 going to the top of the fifth. Bryce Terang collected a leadoff single leading off the fifth. He stole second. Then Tyrone Taylor came to the plate for Milwaukee. You have a little bit better time for the infield hit. 1-1 pitch, single into center field, and the base hit. That's going to score Terang. It's 4-1 now, Miami here in the fifth inning. An RBI single for Tyrone Taylor. Now the good news for Edward Cabrera, he settled right down. He then induced a double play ball that went 6-3 off the bat of Christian Yelich. And then William Contreras flew out to center field, and that ended any threat for Milwaukee in the fifth. In the sixth inning, with Julio Tehran on the mound for Milwaukee, the Marlins had Jazz Chisholm Jr. at second base with two outs, and John Birdie was at the plate. Here's the 3-2 pitch to Birdie, and he swings and he hits it high and deep right center field. This one's hit with the 40. Going back, Freelich! Oh, baby, he did it again! John Birdie, a multiple home run affair this afternoon! 6-1 Miami! Marlins had a 6-1 lead, and that's how this one would finish this afternoon. Edward Cabrera went 5-plus. Matt Moore worked a scoreless 6. David Robertson worked a scoreless 7th. Andrew Nardi worked around a couple of singles in the 8th. And then in the ninth, with nobody on base and two outs, Tanner Scott had punched out the first two he faced, and he was trying to end the home schedule here in 2023 by striking out the Brewers' leadoff man, the former Marlin, Christian Yelich. Miami with six runs on 17 hits. About to wrap up a 6-3 and three closing homestand. Here's the 1-2 pitch to Yelich. It swung on and missed strike three. The Miami Marlins collect their 81st victory of the season. They do so in tremendous fashion this afternoon by winning a series against the Milwaukee Brewers. Final score today, Miami 6 and Milwaukee 1. Just a sensational wrap-up to the home schedule this season. 
for Miami. Oh, my goodness. Line drive, center field. Oh, it's caught by the Cubs. The Brewers, I'm sorry, the Rockies. Sorry, folks, hang with me. The Rockies have runners at first and second with one out in the top of the ninth inning. Rockies almost just played the run, but hang with me. I'm going to keep you updated on that ball game. It's Chicago 4, Colorado 3, top of the ninth inning. First and second base with one out. Charlie Blackman is coming to the plate, and he's facing the Cubs closer, Julian Merriweather. And the Milwaukee Brewers are intently watching this downstairs in the clubhouse because if the Cubs lose that game and the Rockies come back to win it in the ninth inning, the Brewers would reign king of the National League Central. For the Miami Marlins, they have clinched the 500 season with a win today or better. And it's the first time they've done that in a non-shortened season since 2009. The Marlins finish up the home schedule 46-35 and 35 here in 2023. Taking a look at the totals from this ballgame for Milwaukee. One run, eight hits, no errors, nine men left on base. Charlie Blackman just flew out to the warning track in deep left center field. Now there's two outs in that ballgame. He almost just hit a three-run homer. For Miami today, six runs, 17 hits, no errors, 10 men left on base. Edward Cabrera the winning pitcher, he's seven and seven. Freddie Peralta, the loser, he's twelve and ten. Total time of game on closing day here at home, two hours and forty-six minutes. Seventeen thousand five hundred and thirty-eight in attendance here at Lone Depot Park today. Some terrific offensive performances, some terrific work on the mound, starting with Edward Cabrera today. He set the tempo, and the Miami Marlins are now eighty-one and seventy-five here in two thousand twenty-three. The Brewers fall back to eighty-eight and sixty-eight. Marlins win 6-1. to one. They strike out 12 today, and that means that $300 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer for every strikeout this season. $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say, get his reaction after the victory over the Brewers. Skip, after the Sandy news, the Elwoody news, and then Arise being out, how would you describe the way that your team was able to respond and step up? We, we've talked about next man up for um, you know uh, the majority of the year. We've had a lot of injuries. Every team has a lot of injuries. Um, it tests your depth, um, and you know tests our you know our, our staff's belief in guys, and um, just letting them know that we we believe in them. And um, I think there's leadership in that clubhouse that um, that helps that a lot. And uh, we don't get to where we get to without you know that part of um, our clubhouse. You always say starting pitching sets the tone. Cabrera, another impressive outing. What impressed you most? First pitch strikes. Uh, you know you saw that right away. They were pretty patient early on, and then they realized that he was pounding the zone and then they started you know trying to get to the fastball because probably they didn't want to get to that uh, off speed I'm guessing I don't know um, but I it just looked that way to me a lot of ground balls a lot of weak contact um, he was on his game two walks I think two walks um, that's uh, you know that's that's a recipe for success and then um, obviously more coming in and, and cleaning it up a really good outing right there by Moore as well um, high leverage and um, you know kind of put the game away but yeah cabby was on point last two starts have been really really good exactly what we need especially where we're at with our starting rotation not having too many guys um, available so um, you know that was that was perfect what does he need to do to be that type of pitcher a little more consistently 
do what he's done the last two times of calming down, slowing the process, slower heartbeat, not rushing. Um, you can see it rush at times. And, I mean, you know, Mel's done such a great job with Cabby of, you know, trying to slow it down and having talk after talk after talk um, to, um, you know, just be patient. Don't let it speed up on you. And you can you can see the kind of the, the calmness on the mound the last two times. Um, and sometimes it gets a little slow to the plate when guys are on base because he's trying to be too calm but um, we'll figure that part out later I'll take the strikes um, and pounding the zone and um, and he's done a really really good job um, uh, of late you go one and three against these guys up in Milwaukee only score five runs those four games and then last two to be able to make the adjustments needed against both Woodruff yesterday and Peralta today to see the offense do what you needed them to do not just that but we got our butt kicked that first game Uh, so for them to come back against Woodruff and Peralta is not an easy task um, and uh, you know I, I can't say enough about that group um, Araya's going down um, and then you know X comes up and gets three hits or what three hits right three, three hits, hits. Three yeah hits. so I mean it, again it, whoever we're putting in there Birdie comes in and plays short two homers um, they just those guys have said it time and time again they just believe they can do it every single one of those guys believe believe they can do it and, and so do we as a staff that's why we keep putting them in and staying positive and um, it's been just been fun to watch that clubhouse grow throughout the year. I think I'd asked a couple days ago, like, oh, why burning the lineup? He said he's hot. At what point did you see it where it was getting to that? Yeah, I, I talk to the hitting coaches um, before every game uh, or after every game and just kind of ask about the work in the cage. And, um, you know, we always try to match up, um, you know, pitch characteristics on the other side with swing planes. And, um, you know, we're and then we go with hottest hitter and we, we try to put it all together. Um, and it's not just a, you know, hey, put this guy in because he's a good matchup analytically or this guy just has good numbers. Like it, you, you have some human element to it as well. Some guys just feel good today. Today, I mean, if you look at the historical matchup with Bell, it wasn't a good historical matchup, and he had a really good game against Peralta. So you, you just kind of um, you know talk with the hitting coaches; they've been really good of communicating with me and um, and have an idea of you know which guy feels good and which guy might need a break. Um, and Birdie, also you know we've been having some talks, and um, he he's he said he's been feeling really good. Um, so it just felt like you know give him a shot when he when someone feels good, and and he has. Uh, He's come through on some really big hits, right? That at bat was incredible. So long and to go opposite field backside um, after I don't know how many pitches that was. It was it was really really impressive. Uh, Burger, okay, you subbed him out. Final yeah, he felt uh, a little bit on his quad uh, on that strikeout. Um, wanted to stay in. He said he wanted to fight me um, <laughs> to stay in. Uh, Sounds about yeah, um, but. Uh, so I, I don't want to fight him. Uh, I don't feel like I'd win. So, but I had to make the the move. I, I need him for the week. We need him for the next week. It just once we added a couple more runs, it just felt like um, you know get him off his feet and try to get you know both Louie and him healthy for you know this run we're trying to make. Was he able to do maybe treatment during the game? After he was. Yeah. Okay. Quite a warming up just the ninth to get him some work or. Uh, yeah, he's he's needed some work, um, you know, for this road trip. Uh, I would say it's regular season home finale, but is it weird because like if things go how you guys would want, you'd be back here in two weeks. Is it? How, what's the vibe like with that weird kind of situation where you don't have this certain future ahead of you? Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that um, you know everything I know. I've told you this before. Everything I know, I've learned from, from somebody or some organization. And St. Louis always had you know thanking the fans, and we wouldn't be here without thanking the fan or without 
without the fans coming here. Um, so just in case this is our last game here, which I hope it's not, um, I just wanted you know the players to understand how important it is that that crowd was you know behind you, and especially today it was pretty loud and electric and fun, and um, and we felt it. So it just felt like it was you know we did that after every home game in St. Louis, and um, you know maybe we'll make it a thing here. We'll see what happens, but hopefully that's not the last one. But it, it was uh, just in case. That's what that's what that kind of was. Uh, Tanner, we've talked about so much of all your uh, 100 strikeouts today for the season. Obviously, big milestone for a reliever to see him hit a milestone like that and giving you guys what you guys need down the stretch. Again, in high leverage most of the year, too. Um, so he's not punching out the bottom of the order. He's punching out the big boys in the middle, the top in the middle of the order. Um, so it's it's been a really impressive year. I've said it before. It's like Hayter and Tanner Scott for me. Those are the guys, and I don't think anybody wants to face him lefty or righty. He's throwing 92-mile-an-hour sliders, 3-2 count. I mean, it's... That's a tough at bat, um, and you could see him just growing into, you know, uh, being, uh, you know, that closer, the mentality, the leader in the bullpen. He's just kind of growing into that role as well, and um, it's been, again, he's one of many guys. It's just fun to watch um, what they, what they were in spring to what they are now. Um, with Xavier Edwards, what are you seeing from him coming out uh, for a rise to a uh, multi-hit game, multi-solo base game? How was he been able to just come out at those moments where you, you need him and he's performing at that level? Well, you're you're only as good as your bench. I've said that a long time. Uh, for a lot, a long, a lot of this year, it's that you have to put guys in when when guys are out of the lineup and you plug and play that you don't feel it as a as a lineup or as a, as a staff um, with. X in there, we didn't feel it, right? I mean, and we lost the, the guy that's going to win the batting title this year, um, most likely uh, in the National League. And he's uh, X fills in really good defensively, steals a couple bags, does what kind of a rise does is put it in play, um, which is pretty cool to watch. And X has a, um, a calmness to him as well. We talked about Cabby, but not much, you know, motion, doesn't get real high or low. Um, he feels like he's a big leaguer um, and he's ready for that next step. And, and to sh- kind of show us and to prove it. This is a prove-it league, and, um, and he's proving that he's uh, a big leaguer. Josh Bell had three hits in a solo home run when oppo. I had a chance to catch up with Josh after the game, and that conversation starts right now. Thank you very much, Kyle. Here with Josh Bell, three hits, a home run. What was key today for your team getting to Peralta? Yeah, I mean, obviously he had a great outing at his place back in Milwaukee, so uh, we knew what to expect going into today's game, and uh, we were able to jump on him early. A rise out, Berger leaves this game. How much pride do you guys take in your depth? Yeah, I mean, with the, as good as our starters are, all we need is a few runs across the board. Our bullpen can take it from there. So uh, obviously we have a couple guys banged up right now, but we're going to continue to make this push, and you know, each day someone new is going to step up for us. Seven games left. You were in the postseason last year. What's some advice or the message in this final week to your team? You know, each game is important. I, I think, you know, you can look at standings and root for and against different teams, but if you don't take care of the win every day, um, it won't matter. So uh, just take care of the, the next game at hand um, and just go from there. Awesome win today, Josh. Thank you very much for the time, man. Thanks a ton, Stephen. All right, Kyle. Back to you. John Birdie hit two home runs in this 6-1 to one victory. Let's hear what John had to say after the win. You know, meaningful games in September down the stretch here, and um, we just have a really, really tight-knit group, group of guys here, and um, it just makes it that much more fun, and we're just going to keep going. 
drop three or four up there a couple weeks ago, come back here, win two or three, show the adjustments against both uh, Woodruff yesterday, Peralta today. Yeah. What was working these last two games, and how did it feel to be able to yeah. flip the script against yeah. them as quickly, you guys? I mean, they obviously have really good pitching, um, especially the three guys we faced this series. So, obviously, to take two or three was big, and, you know, we made some adjustments, but we also kind of got back to what we do best and kind of just uh, playing our game in the way we want to play it. And, um, usually when we do that, we're, we're pretty successful. Any changes mechanically, mentality-wise, from August to September for you, just looking at the numbers? Um, yeah, yeah, I just went through a little bit of a lull there. I mean, obviously, it's a long season, and, um, you know, we like to keep those things as short as possible, but um, just work the whole time, continue to work hard, and um, try to relax a little bit. Um, I think sometimes I get in trouble for just trying to do a little too much, trying to press a little bit, trying to produce for the team too much, whereas opposed to just taking good at-bats and, and working the counts and working ABs, and usually when I do that, I'm more successful. You guys have been in this push for a little bit while now, mm -hmm. one week left, just the balance between knowing what to stake, not trying to put too much pressure on yourself, how you guys sort of find that, yeah. play that fine line? We're just trying to have fun with it, you know? I mean, it's, uh, we're grateful for you know, this, is, this is what you want, you know? So there's no need to put pressure on it. Um, this is where you want to be. This is fun baseball. Um, playing in front of great crowds and, and great atmospheres and um, gives you that extra juice and um, it's a lot of fun. Are there any similarities to that 2020 team? Yeah, I think just in the sense of how, how close we are. It's a really close group, a really close clubhouse, and um, just trying to keep it light and fun and just enjoy it and enjoy it and play hard and, and, and see what happens. There's two... Sorry, To be able to, like, you know, a lot of times you get 13 pitches, you'd like to finish the way it did, just the satisfaction of being able to have a home run on that goal. Yeah, um, honestly, you just get Throwing strikes, I kept following him off. I at some point three two, just figuring you know he's gonna throw a ball eventually, but he didn't. He just kept kept attacking, and uh, fortunately I got a good one at the end there. But. When you think about I guess just where this team's at now, the, the injuries recently, compared to Sandy and Yuri, how big was it to see Cabrera come back? Not only that success in his last start, but now today to do it a second straight outing. What does that do for you guys mentally as you head into these final six games? I think it does. It does a lot for us, but it does a lot for him. Um, he's got phenomenal stuff. He's a great kid. He works hard, um, and so for him to put those back-to-back -back starts like that together for us down the stretch is, is tremendous. And um, I even told him, I said, the one run was on me. I should have made a better play to, to get, get that runner out. And he, he said, no worries. He's going to pick me up. And um, so that's kind of the mentality we have around here. And um, it was awesome watching this. You picked it up, too, because then you got the home. <laughs> <laughs> made up for it a little bit. Do you remember your last multi-home game? My only time in the big leagues was last year. I did it, um, I think, in May Arizona. against Arizona. Yeah. You, you don't do it often, you don't forget it. <laughs> yeah. My mom <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. That's right. <laughs> Big Thanks, boy, Homer. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's right. Another great performance from Edward Cabrera. He gets his seventh win of the season. He goes five innings, five hits, one run, five punch outs, two walks. Cabby was spectacular. Let's see what he had to say after his outing, translated by Louis Durante. <laughs> Cabi, how were you able to establish command so early and so efficiently today? Yes, Cabi, how did you establish the command so efficiently and so efficiently in the game? Something that you did so early in the game. Something that 
eso me ayudó mi cuerpo uh, enfocado mi mentalidad y todo eso creo que fue parte de lo que más me ayudó you know what, what really helped me today was just keeping everything under control you know keeping control of the game it just it helped me to to control my body control you know the game like I said and everything else that I got in there on the mound and that's what helped me today how do you go about doing that Skip said that he thought it's key for you to remain calm during the games how do you remain calm sí, sí. Skip in the commentary that he said temprano dijo que es clave que tú mantenga la calma en el juego para tener juegos como hoy como haces tú para mantener la calma lo he dicho anterior no dejar que el juego me, me acelere a mí, ¿sabes? No deja que el juego saque me apresure a mí, ¿me entiendes? Si no, trata de yo controlar el juego, ¿me entiendes? Y, y creo que eso es um, lo, que, lo que más me puede ayudar. Yeah, I think, I think it's more about the speed of the game, not letting the speed of the game control me, because uh, that's something that happened in the past, so I think now that's where I can find success. You know, once I feel like that, I, I cannot let that control me. What, oh, so what did these last two starts for you do for your confidence? Sí, confianza que en ti mismo? Ah, mucho. Gracias a Dios me, ah, me siento con, con más confianza. Um, subo ahí y, igual que todos los días, da todo de mí, uh, pero sabe, con más confianza, gracias a Dios. Yeah, I do, I do a lot. Um, I feel we're more confident now. Um, Every time I go out there, I do my best. I try always my best, but uh, now I can, you know, I can say I feel more confident. What was it like to hear the applause from the crowd when you were heading back to the dugout? Sí, como como fue esa sensación al ver la fanaticada aplaudiendo cuando saliste del juego y iba caminando hacia el dugout. Es emocionante. A veces siente el 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 amor que tienen ellos hacia nosotros jugadores. Muy emocionante en realidad. Yeah, it feels it feels amazing. You can actually. Feel the love that the fans has. Uh, they have uh, for for all of us, the players. So it was great. Uh, for you, uh, Sandy's down, Yuri's down. Guys, are the rotation starting to get a little thin? Do you feel any extra pressure, any extra expectations coming toward you with you guys trying to make the playoffs and knowing who you guys have left in terms of the rotation to uh, try to get this done? Sí, comentando un poco sobre lo que es la rotación. Sandy está fuera temporada. Eury entra en lesionado. Eh, prácticamente ahorita siente un poco más de presión al tener esa más responsabilidad en la rotación eh, ahorita que están tratando el equipo de, de llegar a la, a la postemporada eh, algo más de responsabilidad sientes uh, qué te digo sabe no es fácil uh, nosotros salir de dos pichas así me entiende como como son Sandy y, y Pérez pero a partir de eso nosotros vamos a seguir batallando, ¿me entiendes? Ellos están aquí apoyándonos al día a día um, con, con el mismo amor, pero vamos vamos a seguir, vamos a seguir batallando hasta, hasta lograr lo que lo que en realidad queremos. Uh, obviously it's not easy, you know, getting losing two pitchers like of that caliber, like Sandy and Perez. Uh, but they're here. Uh, they're going to be helping us in some some way. They're going to support us in the dugout, uh, give us that, that strength as well. But uh, um, and we all have to continue. This show must go on. We gotta continue uh, battling and, and 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 try to get to that objective that we all know that, that we want. Yeah. Have you, since coming back from AAA, is there anything that you feel like you've changed or reflected on and done differently since you come back to the big league that's helped you have the success you've had since returning? 
Sí, desde que llegaste a AAA, ¿tú crees que hay algo que aprendiste ahí al, al regresar acá que, que has practicado y que te ha ayudado un poquito más a lo que es este éxito que has tenido últimamente? Uh, como he dicho anterior, fui a AAA a trabajar, no me desenfoqué porque, porque me bajara ni nada de eso, simplemente seguí uh, batallando al uh, día a día con, con mi staff y, y a, a lo que fui, que fue al, al control, ¿sabes? comandar mi reta, todo mi picheo, tirarlo en la zona, y gracias a Dios estamos de vuelta. Yeah, like, like I said in previous uh, interviews, I, 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 when I was sent down, um, I didn't let that uh, affect me, you know, I went down there to work, and mostly to work on the, some of the mechanics that the, the staff and coaches wanted me to, to adjust, but mostly it was about perfecting my command, and that's what I did, and, uh, you know, I'm now here trying to you know, execute what I, what I learned. All right, we are off here on this Monday. Marlins get right back at it against the New York Mets for three in Queens. First pitch is going to be 7-10, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 640. As always, we hope you can join us. The Marlins are right there scratching and clawing for that final National League wildcard spot. Thanks for rewinding with us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by Otter Nation.